Have you ever held on to a food myth like it came from the Bible, only find out that it was a myth and totally bogus? And don't you just hate when that happens? Me too. Food myths are a major pet peeve. So this week on Health Bite, I'm debunking some of my peeviest food myths. Welcome back to Health Bite. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udeem. As a board-certified internist, physician nutrition, and obesity medicine specialist, I am quite obsessed with all the small and important ways that we can nourish ourselves. If you're new to this podcast, head over to the show notes and sign up for my newsletter, and I'll send you five bites to fast track you into the practices that will nourish you, mind, body, and soul. I just love this stuff. So let's get to it and dig into this week's bite. So this week, we're talking about the most entrenched food myths. And I wonder, how many of these do you subscribe to? And after this podcast, I wonder if you'll continue. My number one food myth, all carbs are bad. This one absolutely kills me. We can all agree, I think, that pinto beans and Pop-Tarts do not have the same nutritional value, nor do chips and sweet potatoes or banana and a chocolate chip cookie. And yet, they are all considered carbs. Carbohydrates are a wide category of foods, and they include foods like beans, legumes, high-fiber whole grains, and of course, our fruits and veggies. You know veggies are good for you, but did you know that the addition of even one ounce of beans or legumes was associated with an addition of eight years to your lifespan? The soluble fiber found in beans have been shown to reduce cholesterol and blood sugar and prevent diabetes. And in one study, eating beans four times a week cut heart disease by 22%. That's pretty profound. But I know what you're thinking. What about my weight? And I know that you assume that this carb causes weight gain, right? Well, you're wrong. Because a study found that people who ate up to nine ounces of beans daily for six weeks, and yep, that's a lot of beans, lost more weight than those who didn't eat beans. Think about it. All that fiber, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and nutrients, it's going to fill you up. So it's just like I always say, eat so much of what serves you that you have less room for that which does not. So be discerning about your carbs. Don't lump them all together. Less Pop-Tarts, chips, cookies, meaning processed and refined sugar and fats, and more high-fiber, complex carbs like fruits, veggies, even grains, beans, and legumes. Because these foods are not only going to protect your health, not only are they going to prolong your life, But unlike what you may think, they'll even help you maintain a healthy weight. Food myth number two, you can't get enough protein from eating plants. And this one, this one is one that I need to be careful of myself. The truth is that it's easier to get your protein from animal proteins. And that's something that I do. I'm not a carnivore, but I do promote consuming some animal protein. But It does not mean that that is the only way. And certainly a mindful vegetarian or vegan can get the protein that they need 
if they eat responsibly. And that's a big point. If they eat responsibly, remember those beans and legumes, not only are they high in fiber, antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals, but they're also a great source of protein. My personal favorite is garbanzo beans. And get this, one cup has 40 grams of protein. 40. That's more than three ounces of steak. So remember that you can get protein from eating plants. And something else to consider is to vary your plant-based sources of protein. Because when you combine your grains with your beans, your legumes with your tempeh, you actually get a more complete and balanced protein and amino acid profile. Food myth number three, gluten-free is good for your health. God, do I hate this one. But once again, let's think about how we usually consume wheat. It comes in packaged and processed foods, the real culprit. Myth number three, gluten is good for your health. God, do I hate this one. All right, let's start with gluten 101. What is gluten? Gluten is just a protein and it's naturally occurring. It's a naturally occurring protein that's found in wheat and some other grains like barley and rye. Because it's found in wheat and wheat products, it's been vilified like all carbs have. But once again, let's think about how we usually consume wheat. It comes in packaged and processed foods, and that's the real culprit. So what have we done? Instead of removing those foods, meaning the processed ones, We've created an enormous category of more processed foods that are just gluten-free. Basically, we're missing the point entirely. Okay, but there are a group of people who should avoid gluten. For example, those who have an autoimmune disease called celiac. This occurs in about 1% of the population, and it's a situation in which eating gluten actually causes the immune system to go haywire, to overreact and start attacking the cells in our, the intestine. It can cause symptoms like bloating, constipation, diarrhea, but in its severe form, it can lead to malnutrition. So this can be a pretty serious condition. It's diagnosed with blood tests, but really the most reliable way is by doing an endoscopy and biopsying the intestine. There are also people who have gluten sensitivity, for which, unfortunately, there is no test, and also those with wheat allergies, for which the tests are un unreliable. But for the rest of us, our bodies are just reacting to all the processed junk that has been pumped into our food chain. If you think you have an issue, please talk to your doctor. But this is what I'm thinking. If we just rid ourselves of processed food, or at least limited the amount we would consume, not replace them with gluten-free varieties, most of us would feel better despite the gluten. Okay, myth number four, all processed foods is bad. I know, I know, I harp on processed food all the time. But remember, there are degrees and variations to everything. Fruit Loops, which I never got when I was a child and always coveted, and Doritos, another example of ultra-processed foods. These foods are ultra-processed, meaning 
They look nothing like and resemble nothing of the original ingredient from which they came from, like wheat in the case of cereal or potato in the case of chips. In addition to that, they have all these artificial colors, fillers, emulsifiers, preservatives, and an endless list of other chemicals that are added to them. These are the processed foods we need to avoid. But then there are others. For example, canned tuna. That's also processed, but it's minimally processed. It resembles what the original ingredient was. And it offers us a good source of protein, especially if you choose the low salt and in water option. Canned beans are another good example. Even frozen or canned fruits and veggies. Believe it or not, these can be as nutritious or even more nutritious than the original, especially in the case of frozen, because frequently they are flash frozen at the peak of ripeness, while some fresh produce is picked before it's ripe and then loses some of that nutritional value when it's shipped to stores. So yes, let's avoid processed foods, but really less let's avoid ultra processed foods. And a good quick rule of thumb is asking yourself, does this food item resemble anything to its original source? And if the answer is no, then that's the food you need to avoid. Now, speaking of fruit, my next food myth is you can't eat fruit if you want to lose weight. And its cousin Eating fruit promotes diabetes. How often have you heard either of those myths? When it comes to the second one, let me remind you that eating sugar does not cause diabetes. However, if one consumes lots of sugar and gains weight in the process, then yes, they are more likely to become insulin resistant and eventually diabetic. And once they're diabetic, they cannot process sugars properly. They can't rid their bloodstream of sugar in the same way as a non-diabetic. So the real issue is not sugar, but weight gain, which takes me to the first myth. And I can quote you studies upon studies on why fruit doesn't impede weight loss. But can we just say this? It's not the blueberries that's causing us to gain weight. At least, it's never been the blueberries for me. Has it for you? And finally, fruit makes me think of fruit juice, which makes me think of cleanses and detox. And honestly, I think this one is really the peeviest of food myths for me. We do not detox by drinking fruit juice or any other concoction. First of all, I do not promote fruit juice as a health item. To begin with, even the fresh kind, when you juice, you are consuming all the sugar and leaving behind all the fiber, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. Besides being unhealthy, it's just food waste. So I'm not a fan of fruit juice. But more to the point here is that we don't need potions or juices sold by influencers and gurus to detox. God gave us a liver and kidneys 
And the largest detoxification organ system of our body, which is our skin. Our bodies are incredible. They are intricately created to rid us of toxins, chemicals, and waste. They are fascinatingly effective that way. So save your money, save your money on the detox and the cleanses and protect your health and the true detoxification systems that our bodies already have. Okay, I think those are my top five. Maybe I stuck in a couple extra. I could go on, but I think your attention span might start to wane if it hasn't already. So I'm going to stop here. As I mentioned before, head over to the show notes and grab your actionable bite towards healthy living. And don't forget, as always, to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you here on Health Bite again next week. Until then, stay healthy, stay happy, and stay sane. Bye now.